Episode two, baby. This is the Snowcross Podcast presented by Amsoil. I'm your host, Haley Shanley, and today, like I told you I was going to do, I'm bringing on a special guest. Not just a guest, but a lineup of guests. Well, why is that significant? Because the entire team that I'm bringing on for this special episode has really brought a super impressive and lengthy roster to the field this year. Bel Air Racing Skidoo, here's who's joining the show today. I have Tom and Sue, team owners. I have Jake Belair, crew chief. I have defending pro women's champion, Maline Katu. I have pro rider, Aki Palaya. New to the pro light class this year, a duo of Scandinavian riders, Gustav Salomonsen and Ingebrigt Hulsetter. And coming back, he's not on the show today, but I did get confirmation that Tomosuki Sano from Japan is coming back to race Pro-Am Plus 30, starting, we believe, at the ERX Snowcross National, if all goes to plan, and he should be here for the rest of the year. So what a lineup that is, and the results to back it up. So many storylines with this team, so we're just going to hop right into it. Welcome to the Snowcross Podcast, presented by Amsoil. We have a big group joining us today for the show, um, Bel Air Racing. We have Tom and Sue, um, team owners. We have Jake, the crew chief, um, also Gustav Salomonsen and Ingebrigt Hulsetter for Pro Light, Pro Women, Maline Kachu, and for Pro Aki Palaya. So welcome to the show, guys. Uh, let's start out with uh, you, Tom, Sue, and Jake. I want to ask you about the newcomers to the team this year, Gustav and Ingebrigt. What did you see in those guys that made you want to pull the trigger and bring them over for the season? Uh, we just seen a lot of talent there and just wanted to give them like they wanted to come over here. That's our dream to race in the U.S. and we thought you know get them over here and let them have some fun. How has the preparation been for this season? You guys have a huge rider lineup. I would have to imagine that is a lot of work that starts super early on. So how much of a lift has it been? Um, it's pretty hard to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> Tom works great under pressure. And I kept wondering how long is it going to be before those snowmobiles get out of the crates? And finally, when the guys committed to coming over, it was wildfire around here for a while <laughs> but it's been great it's been great that's good now I want to know more about the background of the team because you guys have obviously been around for many seasons now and I feel like these last two to three seasons you guys have really sprung onto the team um, just the results you've been putting forth and in the caliber of talent you've had under, under your um, leadership but can you take me back to maybe the beginning where did where did your team all begin Oh, oh, we started racing trail sleds at ERX. Just a couple of buddies and I from high school. And then uh, it was actually the Gosky family. We started a race team in 2016 or 2015-16 season. Um, and, you know, we just started with a few regionals and grassroots and stuff. And, you know, the next year tried some nationals and then just kind of grew from there. And then awesome. Jake and I were both racing with, um, with, with the Ericsons and Goskies and everybody. I got hurt. Jake got hurt. 
when I got hurt was the year that um, Malene came on board with us. And that was three years ago now, because that was in January that you came mm-hmm. on board. And we, I had my snowmobile, it was all set up, ready to go. I was, um, I broke my wrist in Duluth and Malene came and it just, it was magic. We decided to put, put her on board and she's been, you know, history history was made with that girl so for us and she helped put us on the map and so we're grateful to her for that absolutely and Maline to go out and win the championship last year obviously a super huge deal but it seems like when you first came on board with this team you guys started to find results right away I believe a race win later that season in New York if I remember correctly yeah so how like just how's the team dynamic when Ben you guys seem like you work so well together It's all about having fun and like, just remember that, you know what I mean? On top of everything, on top of all the work everyone puts in, it's all about just going out there and try to stay as calm as you can. And remember that we're here to like, we love racing all of us. And especially like last year when it was so rough and we all tried to just keep calm and stay on the right path, basically. And uh, let me ask you about your, your teammates, Malene, and I want to ask you guys as well, um, you know, Gustav and Ingebrigt and Aki, had you guys all known each other prior? Or I guess a better question, let me start by asking about Gustav and Ingebrigt because they're new this year. Had you known them previously from racing back home? I knew Ingebrigt because he's one of Elias's buddy. So, and Aki I've also known for years because of racing at home, but Gustav I did not know. Gotcha. So there's some some connections from from over in Europe. Um, Gustav and Ingebrecht, how are you guys feeling about your season so far? We'll start with you, Gustav. It started really good. It was a dream to race in the U.S. And they took me over and did it possible to, for me to race. So it was a lot of fun being eight in my first race there in Jacopi. So I came to the final and ended up in the eighth place. So I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. I crashed on Saturday, so I can't ride anymore. I broke some ribs and that stuff. So that's bad, but I want to come back and race more. We hope so. What do your plans look like between now and hopefully coming back later this season? The plan right now is to start practice in a couple of days at home and just uh, drive so much sled I can and come back and race more. Have fun. Good. Let's talk about your season, Ingerbricht. Um, How have things been going for you? You've been showing lots of speed out there as well. Yeah, I felt really good to come and race. Same as Gustav, it's just a dream come true coming over there. And... Yeah, I had some, yeah, what should I call it? Some bad luck in the first races. Lots of nerves that comes with when I was going to the starting line first time. But I always have nerves before. I'm nervous before every race, but it was a little bit extra. First time racing in the U.S. I, I got to the final through the LCQ and... Uh, a few laps into the first final on Friday, I hit a deep hole of ice and yeah, I had to hurt my hand a little bit and I'm still struggling a, a little bit with it, but hopefully it will recover fast. So 
yeah, I'm just hoping to get some time on the sled and hopefully I'll be back. Do you feel like maybe next time, like assuming you'll be able to come back and we sure hope that you do, do you feel like the nerves will have subsided a little bit now that you have two full weekends to your credit? Yeah, I think so. I had a lot more confidence into the second round. So, yeah, I think it will be better when I come back. And that has to be a big change. And for you, Gustav, too, you know, anytime you're working with a new team, you're dealing with a new machine, new new mechanics. Um, of course, you may not be as familiar with your competitors and, of course, new tracks. Um, for each of you guys, we'll start with you, Inga Brick. What was the scariest part or which part of it made you the most nervous? Yeah, I don't know. It's just I drive links uh, at home and it's, I haven't been... <laughs> I don't have a lot of time on Skidoo. Luckily, I'm a neighbor with Elias Sisho, and yeah, let me drive his sled sometimes before before I went over. So, but it's mostly the difference between the tracks here in Europe from and in the U.S. So that was a little bit of change, but you get used to it pretty fast because yeah, we we know how to ride sleds and. We're pretty good to, yeah, know the tracks and get used to it. Well, I want to ask you about the Lynx because it was really exciting news last year when we heard that the Lake Snowmobiles were coming to the U.S., not the race sled, but it has a lot of people wondering, you know, what about this Lynx machine, this race sled? How does it compare to the Ski-Doo? Well, I think that the Lynx uh, swallows the, like, smaller bumps, pretty much better than the Skidoo, but the Skidoo works better on the U.S. tracks because it's more like technical and rougher tracks in the U.S. And the links just maybe work better on fast tracks with a little bit smaller whoop sections. And uh, I'm super curious to hear about your guys' racing background because both uh, Inge Bricht and you, Gustav, um, a lot of people are like, who are these guys, especially when you go out there and have put together the performances you have. So, um, Gustav, let me ask you about more of your background in racing um, over in Europe. Um, Can you tell me more about how maybe you got started and some of your career highlights in racing snowcross? Driving snowmobile (laughs) since I was a shield. And uh, I always love to drive snowmobile. We have a snow many, I love mostly all around the whole year. So um, I have some uh, some neighbors that uh, raced snowcross. So I want to be like them. And I got a sled when I was 11, 12 years and start practice on a, on a real track. And after that, I have raced all seasons, and now I'm racing in the pro class in Sweden or Europe. So I'm racing, I think I raced seven years now back home. So, yeah. Who are some of the who are some of your racing heroes growing up? We've had a lot of very fast riders that we've been fortunate to see race in the United States, coming from uh, Norway, Sweden, Finland. Um, who are some of the riders that you looked up to when you first started racing, and maybe even today? I think it was 
Adam Renheim and uh, Elias Ischul because um, I see him a lot of, a lot of in home. Uh, his, he and Ingebrigt is living pretty close to me, so we're training a lot together in the um, practice tracks, and um, I think it was this them too. What about you, Ingebrigt? I don't know. I, I've been when I was a little kid. I always watched Tucker Hibbert a lot, and of course Elias, uh, but. It's like when he's my neighbor, it's like I'm looking up to him, but it's so fun that I can race with him and he becomes like a friend too. So that's, I'm lucky to have him. Aki Palaya, I want to ask you um, about your season. Um, obviously, you were kind of the big topic of conversation to come out of Canterbury after leading the final and your whole shots too. So um, how were you feeling coming away from the first two rounds of racing? Yeah, I I felt really good. I was happy that I was able to come come to US, and uh, yeah, I got good starts. Too bad we got too bad we had those red flags, so so it didn't end up that well. But uh, I'm happy with the positions, and yeah, it was really fun to be with the Bel Air team and. Uh, stay with them they are really really nice and fun people to stay <laughs> now how did how did that connection come about um obviously you're new to the team this year previously you with dean motorsports last year so uh how did how did that relationship come in about when you got connected with tom and sue uh well when i was with the boss racing uh we shared uh the cars or the the big shop. Uh, the Bellers they were like a. There was a, like a little wall between us, so it was easy to get known them, and yeah, we get we get along right away. Yeah, you guys have have gelled and and um, definitely found some traction, like we talked about it at Canterbury. So let's fast forward to Dubuque. Um, can you refresh my memory? How did Dubuque go for you? Uh, well, first day I I crashed in LCQ, so I did made it to final. And uh, next day I was, uh, yeah, we, there we we didn't figure out what's wrong with the starts, but. Uh, I, in the final, I was ninth, but uh, I was happy with my riding, so, so yeah, it's good. Now, what are you? Uh, what are you up to back home? Are you still working with Lynx? I assume so. That has to keep you busy during the week. Yeah, I'm, I'm working with Lynx, and I had a race last weekend in my hometown, so. So I already started racing, but it, it's actually pretty, pretty hard for me to change between the two brands, Lux and Skidoo, even they are like the same, same company, but, uh, and they look almost the same, like they share, share a lot of parts, but they are still uh, so much different how they handle on the track. So when I started the riding, 
I started the season with the Lynx because we got the Skidoo snowmobile so late. Uh, so, so now when I, I rode with Skidoo in the US and I came back to Europe, uh, the Lynx felt so weird again. So <laughs> I have to learn, learn like uh, that again. How did the race go? Uh, I was first day I was second and next day I won the race. So it's, uh, it's again the same to get good starts, do a lot of clutching and, uh, trying to find, uh, new setups for suspension and yeah, it's pretty much work. I think it's more work here than it, it's in the US. Really? Just getting the getting the sled ready or like getting parts and everything? Uh, well, uh, usually when I come here in the spring, you need to be mostly. so I, I don't have a lot of, a lot of time to, to yes. build my snowmobiles and, and start racing. And usually it's, it's just a couple of races. So I haven't spent that much time for, for like, uh, tuning my, my sled. So now I have, uh, I have more time to do that. But of course, when I came to us, it took like three weeks for, for me to, to do the stuff. So now, now we started racing right away. So it's a little bit hurry again. Mm-hmm. What are your plans for the spring? Do you plan to race the world championship after the snowcross season or maybe come back to the U.S. Uh, later this season? What does your plan look like for the rest of the year? Uh, well, I have made plans to race in Europe. We have a lot of races. And of course, I have my own sponsors here. I have uh, made plans plans with links. And uh, I think they're... they're uh, there might be a world championship race. It's there's no date or place for that, but I have heard rumors that uh, it will be after the U.S. season. Let me ask you, uh, Jake. We haven't heard from you much yet on this podcast. I want to ask you about your role as uh, as crew chief mechanic. Um, what's it been like transitioning to that role from the racer to the crew chief side? You've been doing it for a while now, right? Yeah, it, it hasn't been too bad we you know we just try and have as much fun as we can he's been so busy Haley he when when the boys were here I mean that kid I was I was so impressed and so happy as for how much work he did and all the transportation he did and everything that went into it I was I was just blown away by how he stepped up to the responsibility and we would never have been able to do it without him so that I, I'm just, I'm so proud of, of his abilities and what he, he sees ahead of time, what needs to be done and he does it and, and he doesn't let the balls drop, you know, he's oh, yeah. really, really a great, um, a, a great part of the team in that way. I just, I can't imagine somebody else filling those shoes. Yeah, that's that's awesome and especially impressive with everything that you guys have going with all of your riders and like you had said that preseason grind being so extreme with the the huge team that you have. So that's um yeah, I've utmost respect for for your entire team and and you Jake. And 
Um, what's what's been your favorite part about you know obviously a former racer? I'm still super highly involved. Uh, what's been your favorite part about working in this role now? Well, so I'll never forget standing on the along the starting line at Canterbury, and it was probably the coolest feeling you know, to watch our sled in the pro final come around and lead most of that race, you know, just out of a, you know, a 15 year old pickup with a 20 foot car trailer, you know, it, it was, it was just pretty cool. It just, it, it made us feel like, you know, all the work that we put in, you know, just was paying off. No doubt. It's uh that had to be just like a, if all of us fans and announcers included had had goosebumps and were on the edges of our seats, I can only imagine how emotional that moment had to be for you and, and other moments too, with with a Malines championship last year. Um how how meaningful, like how you guys had to have celebrated hard after that one. That was monumental. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I celebrated every race because I was always at home watching online and I just I, I was just ripping around the house jumping up and down every race I wish I could have been to all of them but um, it's exhilarating I mean I can't even explain the feeling and I watch the guys out on the line and and then I see Maline and I'm I'm just pins and needles all the time I just love it it's I, I love it yeah, that was a that was such an incredible moment to watch it, especially in an exciting fashion when it came all the way down to the wire too. Like that was that was exceptional. Um, let's see, I had some other questions. I'm kind of jumping around here. Um, yeah, we touched on. I'm just gonna make a note to to pause the recording and edit out my my uh, my thought process here. Um, so we talked with Ingebrigt and Gustav, kind of about your, your backgrounds coming over here, um, Aki, your season and, and plans for the rest of the year. Um, yeah, Jake, let me ask you. Um, so just for my my understanding, you were you racing last year or was that two seasons ago? Well, so, so I had plans to race sport class with Boss Racing last year, and I had broken my wrist and ribs on my dirt bike during the summer and you know I kind of came into the snowcross season pretty pretty banged up and I think I got maybe two practices on my sled and I was practicing at ERX and I just landed a jump hard and I ended up re-breaking one of the bones in my wrist which ended my season before it even started so uh I haven't raced in I guess over a year now but otherwise I think we did all of them for the last two years before that. Gotcha. Do you have, do you ever have plans to get back to racing or are you quite settled in your new role now? Uh, I, I don't know it. I mean, as of now, probably not, but you, you never know. So now the biggest question I have is what does the future of this season have in store for you and your riders what can fans expect we did have fun i cried when all the boys left yeah i didn't expect it Haley. i mean i did expect to be um a very big part of it but i didn't expect to be quite as um 
so emotionally involved. I mean, it's like I had a, a whole family, a bunch of kids and, and a whole family back at my house. And, and when they left, I was, I was genuinely sad and it's been very lonely around here without them. <laughs> so it was really special. It was very special. But we take, yeah, we have Malene going forward and we're just blessed to have is her still is and oh and Tomo's coming. Tomo's coming back. Tom, Tomo's coming back too. So we have a lot to still look forward to. But I uh yeah, he plans on coming back for the ERX, ERX national yeah. and you know for the rest of the season. I know it's it's depending on how much uh COVID is gonna affect that. But that that's his plans too. And of course, we're still looking forward to the uh, end of the season with um, with our boys. Uh, if we can work things out and their injuries allow them, we're still working towards the end of the season with them too. I hope you guys enjoyed that chat as much as I did. It was so nice catching up with my friends Malene Katu and Aki Palaya, Jake Belair, Tom and Sue Belair from Bel Air Racing, and really nice to meet these newcomers to the ProLite class who kind of been setting the world on fire with their speeds and their presence in the ProLite field, Gustav Solomonson and Ingebrigt Hulsetter. And again, we expect to see Tomosuki Sano back later this season, potentially, with a ERX Snowcross National. That's the plan as of now. He's going to be racing the Pro-Am plus 30 class. So again, so many storylines with this team. I have utmost respect for them. Just the grind to to put together this stout roster um, and to back it up with the speeds that they've been showing. So you can find all of our episodes to the Snowcross podcast presented by Amsoil on our website, snowcross.com. You can also find them on our Facebook page, YouTube, and now on Flow Racing. I'm Haley Shanley, host of the Snowcross podcast presented by Amsoil. We'll see you at the races. Thank you.